podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for me to wildcard, and this is my team. Welcome to the Gianni Baticci YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. Game week 10 wildcard was something I've been thinking about for a while. Well, it's time to pull the trigger. The teams we're going to be focusing on, Liverpool, great fixture swing. Same as Arsenal and Aston Villa, Brighton and West Ham, good fixtures too got to mention Palace as well. So let's have a look at both the players that I'm considering and those that I've gone with in my 15. So as always, we'll show my team and as we're going through, I'll also mention within that position other players I like the look of. We'll start with the goalkeepers and it does feel like it's slim pickings for goalkeepers. It also feels like there's just exceptional value, the fact that we have a 4.0 starter in Turner and a 4.2 starter in Areola. So Turner and Areola both in there. When we look at those West Ham fixtures, they read really nicely, don't they? Like home fixtures against Everton and Forest in the next three, wedged between Brentford away. Then we've got Burnley and Palace as well. So I see some clean sheets there for Ariola. And if not, Turner's not the worst keeper to have as a standby option. Will Turner keep his spot on Nottingham Forest? I'm not sure he will keep it until Christmas, but I think he'll keep it for the next few weeks. Um, but as long as Ariola's fit and firing, we're good. A West Ham starter for 4.2. Absolutely happy with that. Other goalkeeper options outside of that bracket, just shy of 5 million, you can get Emi Martinez, I like as an option. Um, Sanchez at Chelsea is 4.6. And then look, if he had played well in the last couple of games, maybe we'd all be looking at David Raya at 4.8. But I do wonder if there's going to be a little bit of rotation there at Arsenal, especially knowing a couple of clangers he's had. Ramsdale ready and waiting in the wing. So a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, yeah, when I wildcard in 10, Raya will be in. Not the case anymore. I would be worried there about rotation. Also, we can access that Arsenal defence through Gabriel, also with the goal threat, at 4.7 million. So let's move on to the defenders. Gabriel, probably the first name on my team sheet at the back, 4.7 million. Again, we're identifying fixtures. But when we look at the defensive uh, numbers so far, the expected goals conceded, uh, the clean sheets, Gabriel's right up there. Arsenal defence is right up there. So I like it. Yes, they just conceded two to Chelsea. Um, but with the fixtures they have, and in game week 10 and 12 in particular, they play Sheffield United and Burnley at home. Like, we should all have double Arsenal. Maybe there's an argument to say triple Arsenal. So look, Gabriel is in there. Then we're going to go to the guy with the highest expected goal involvement of any defender so far this season. Matty Cash. Matty Cash is in there. He offers goal threat, sometimes out of position. Um... You know, Matty Cash used to be a winger. He used to play right wing for Nottingham Forest. Um, since moved to fullback, but we've seen Emery using him out of position at times. And even when he's at fullback, he's allowed to go on. The Villa fixtures are insane for the immediate. So Cash is in there with Gabriel. My third defender is Simicast. Now, Simicast is an interesting option because many will go, oh, Klopp has said there's a few options at left back. He has. He's also alluded to the fact that Simicast is first choice. And they've got a ton of games. So maybe some of those European nights, those Thursday nights, maybe Simicast doesn't play left back. As long as he's playing in the Premier League, I'm happy. And then others will go, oh, we only got 62 minutes at the weekend. Is, is he going to be early subbed? That was a very unique situation at the weekend because Everton were, um, well, it was nil-nil. Nil-nil against 10 men. Everton were down to 10 men. So they were able to go Luis Diaz left back, put Darwin on for 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 Simicast and go for an extra attacker. I completely understood that. Will we see that most games? No, certainly not if Liverpool are winning. Simicast also, we can look at the average position map, was advanced. We like this. He also took some of the set pieces. So when I look at this average position map, I'm like, yeah, this is 
This is exactly like we saw from Robertson, right? Robertson was playing in similar spaces. Robertson on some of those outswinging corners. Because Sabotsla, I remember, takes a lot of the set pieces now at Liverpool, not Trent. But Sabotsla is right-footed, so they still like that left-footed option from corners uh, and from set pieces, looking for Van Dijk headers, Canate headers, Matip headers. Um, so Simicast at 4.4, I think, is a no-brainer. I really, really do. And the fixtures, again, are a tasty for him. So I'm happy with Simicast's defender three. Many might say he's a good defender four option, but I'm going to go defender three because I'm going slim pickings for my defender four and five. So Branthwaite at 4.0. Dyche loves him. He's starting every game. He's playing 90 minutes. The fixtures aren't bad for Everton. And then we've got Taylor. I know Burnley are terrible, but he's 3.9 starter. And actually, they've got some okay fixtures. There's a couple of weeks I might need to go without, say, I don't know, Gabriel in game week two has Newcastle away. Maybe I play Taylor, who's got Crystal Palace at home, just for that week. Or it could be Everton. I go to Branthwaite that week. Um, so... I'm happy with that defence. Other names I love. Trippier. Ugh, he's done so well for me. This is with a heavy heart I'd be selling trips. But the fixtures are turning a bit for Newcastle. But I can't can't forget how good that Newcastle defence is. And Lascelles, for the next couple of weeks, I think is going to start. Again, a great option. But it's a transfer out waiting to happen. So trips could could come back into this team. I haven't sold him yet. I've owned him for the last, what, four, four or five weeks. Gahey at Palace has good fixtures and is cheap. Pedro Porro, I'd be selling with a heavy heart. Like, Spurs fixtures aren't great, but Porro can score a goal or get an assist at any time. He's dangerous. And then there's an argument to say you could look up a double Arsenal defence. Zinchenko, uh, 4.9 million. Um, Zinchenko and Gabriel, you could consider that. Like triple Arsenal is potentially on. Shall we have a look at these fixtures? So if I bring up the fixture ticker from game week 10, we can see this is for the next six weeks. The reason I mentioned players like Mark Gahey, because Palace are right at the top of the ticker. Arsenal are high, Brighton are high, West Ham and Burnley. I'm covering those defences anyway. And Liverpool are great for fixtures. And even if Liverpool fixtures weren't, 4.4 Simicast. I think is a gift. So that's where we are on the ticker. This ticker is taken from Fantasy Football Scout, by the way, guys. If you haven't checked out the members area, go check it out. I've filtered this to just go just the next six weeks. Because look, I'm going to get six transfers between now and, and, and game week 15, 16. So with that in mind, like, why do fixture tickers for the next 10 weeks? Just final six. Um, so let's look at our midfielders then. So it's been pretty budget so far. Budget, budget goalkeepers. No defender costs more than Matty Cash. Um, and a couple of 4.0, 3.9 options. But then let's move on to the midfield. First up, Arsenal star boy Saka. Loads have sold him, which is good for me. Um, so wildcarders are at an advantage here because wildcarders will be able to have Saka, Arsenal's main man. He's captainable against Sheffield United at home. He's captainable against Burnley at home and at Wolves at home. Three next home fixtures are so, so good for Saka. Now, in games when Martinelli comes off, like, at, like against Chelsea, Jesus comes off, who's still on the pitch getting a really late assist? It's Saka, despite his injury. Like, I like Martinelli, but it's a compromise. And there's a reason why Saka's more expensive. And he, I think he's worth the extra. Obviously, you get some of the pens with him as well. We saw in the ticker, Brighton, second. So you've got to cover the Brighton attack, haven't you? Who's the most reliable Brighton attacker? The guy that you feel like is going to start every game. Matoma's probably the only one. Um, and the fixtures, again, so, so good. Matoma's also had a rest. Didn't play in the international break. Like, he, he was given a rest. 
Um, so he didn't have to go out for Japan and he had a little bit of time off. So with that, you go well-rested, sure Brighton have got the midweek fixtures, which isn't great for him, but you can't look past those fixtures. Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest in the next four. I think it would be crazy to, to go without Brighton attack. I really do. Um, again, we're chasing fixtures with this wildcard. Um, that's not always the best thing to do, but I am heavily led by fixtures, over form probably. I like both, of course I do. Which means I'm going back to I'm going to Diaby for the first time this season. Now Diaby, let's have a look at that average position map in um, like early on in the season, playing as like front two, pretty attacking. Um, so we like Diaby so close to Watkins so often. Um, and again, the fixtures for Aston Villa, we've mentioned it with Cash. We're gonna mention it again with a forward. Uh, they're really really tasty. Like I could see big hauls against Luton at home. Nottingham Forest away, Fulham at home. That's the next three for Aston Villa. I think I want to go triple up. And then I think I'll be releasing Diaby. And actually, there's some good enablers I might go down to, and we'll talk about them in a sec. Humin Son, striker for Spurs. Striker for Spurs. I want to keep him. At the moment, my only Spurs cover here. But the fixtures aren't amazing. The fixtures aren't amazing. You could go Madison and save a ton of money, but I want Son. And then Salah, the big reason why I'm wildcarding is to accommodate Mo Salah and accommodate the Aston Villa lads. So we don't need to discuss why Mo Salah's in the team. We can discuss how lucky he's been. <laughs> oh, I say that as a as a, a, a disgruntled non-owner. He hasn't played well in the last two games. Liverpool haven't looked great. Against Brighton, dominated in the first half. Scores a late penalty in the first half. Scores again in the second half. Not a great performance, but Salah comes away with, what, 15-odd points. Game week nine. Scores a penalty in the 75th minute. Everton down to 10 men. That helps his cause. And then in the 97th minute, garbage time. A nothing goal. Salah scores again. He was on for zero bonus points before that one goal or with that one goal, with the two goals, straight up three bonus. That was an eight-point goal. That hurt. Um, but look, Salah finds ways of getting points, and that's why we love him in FPL, and that's why he's in my team. Um, so fair play for owners that have been on there early. Like You deserve those points, because that's what you get when you commit the budget to someone like a Mo Salah. Um, up front, I think it's crazy people going without Haaland. I'm not going to indulge that chat. He's in. Um, if you want to do it, like that's cool. I like people playing their own game. Fair play if you have gone without Haaland. It's just not a move for me. I don't, I don't like it. Um, Ollie Watkins, we love Aston Villa. Ah, before we go on to forwards, I've got to mention the mids. I've got to mention the mids that I'm, I'm still considering, right? I said Diaby might be a short-term punt. So someone that I could move down and then create funds to like go back to, to a trippier could be Diaby down to Palmer. 4.9, taking the last two penalties. I think he's now 6-6 six six in his professional record. Um Played really high up the pitch. Like, look at the average position of Palmer at the weekend. Him and Sterling, so, so high. So, we love Palmer here. Um, and Chelsea there. The fixes are tough. Bottom of the ticker. But next up, it's Brentford. Look, I'm not going to own Palmer. I don't think I'm going to own Palmer. But I can see myself jumping on him around, I don't know, game week 13. They play Newcastle away. The 14, it's Brighton home. It's not the best fixtures. But it might be when I'm set looking to sell a Diaby. Like, Diaby goes to, I think, Spurs away in 14. If I need the funds, that's where I'm getting the money from. Other midfielders I like. Martinelli. I could convert... Um, I could somehow squeeze Martinelli into that midfield instead of a Matoma or Diaby. 
Um, and then I'm just going really big on those next three fixtures for Arsenal. Madison, like you could go Son to Madison. Um, Neto, Wolves have got good fixtures. Like that. Mm, they're kind of middling fixtures to be fair, but I don't mind the ticker for Wolves. Um, and Neto's definitely the main man at that club. Anthony Gordon keeps scoring goals for so fun. And Newcastle attack. I've not got any Newcastle in this team. Maybe I should. And Gordon's a really cheap route to that Newcastle midfield. They've got two good away fixtures coming up. They go to Wolves and they go to Bournemouth. Uh, then they got uh, it's the home fixtures that are tough for Newcastle. Their next home fixtures are Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man United. And I'm like, oh, I. I don't love any of them. I don't love any of them, which is why I guess I'm okay without Trippier. I think they do concede in those fixtures. Um, and Bowen. We haven't spoken about Bowen uh, but, and Suchek. So two West Ham lads here. Again, Suchek's a brilliant enabler playing quite high up the pitch. And Jared Bowen is like, well, the main man at, at West Ham. The thing is for me, the West Ham fixtures are good, but I don't think they're great. And I don't think the ceiling's massively high. Like, Everton are a better team than we give them credit for. They've got Everton up next. Then they go to Brentford. That's a tif- difficult fixture. It's home against Forest, sure. Away to Burnley. Home to Palace. Like, they're good, but I don't see them... I don't see three, four goal games where Jared Bowen's going to get braces. So I think I'm okay without Bowen because it's a lot of money. Like, I think I'm a slightly uncomfortable paying £7 million plus for a West Ham mid when I can get good Brighton and Aston Villa mids for six and a half. you know? I think I prefer the Aston Villa and Brighton attack. In fact, I definitely do. Um, but sure, everything is funneled towards Bowen. You could argue at, at Villa, not everything is funneled to Diaby. Not everything is funneled to Matoma at Brighton. So I see the lo- I see why there's the love there for Bowen. It's just a little bit too much for me. I think I'd love him. I'd love him. And if look, if Saka was Martinelli, Diaby could become Bowen. Um, up front, the names not in the list up front are. Uh, João Pedro penalties for Brighton 5.3 mil I know he doesn't start every game he's not in this team but I have considered him if for example when Matoma dropped out Um, and Darwin he's going to start starting games now and the fixtures are ridiculously good for a player like Darwin I think but I need Ollie Watkins so it's Watkins it's Haaland and then this team has 0.0 in the bank, right? So it ain't Archer like everyone else. No, it's Mbamba um, because Mbamba is 4.3 million, the cheapest forward in the game. So it's a dead spot. I'm writing that off and I'm cool with that. So who do I think are the absolute locks? So far, unless we get more information, the goalkeepers are locked. Simicast, Gabriel and Cash are locked. In fact, the back five... It's pretty locked. It would just be if I wanted a better defender for than Branthwaite. Um, in the midfield, I can't see myself going without Saka. I can't see myself going without Salah and Son. Maybe those two middling price points could change. Like I could go Palmer or Suchek or a Bowen and maybe a, a Trippier if I go for one of the enablers. And then up front, I can't see that changing either. So I feel pretty well set on this wildcard. Let me know in the comments if it's a wildcard you like. I think the weaknesses, many will say, is you need a better, you need a better, better defender for because you're going to rely on someone like a Branthwaite or a Taylor playing some weeks. I'm okay with that. I think Everton are all right defensively. Uh, they're a top half for expected goals conceded. Um, elsewhere, you might say, you know, silly dropping players like Trippier, Porro, Madison, who I had in my actual team. But I'm just playing the fixtures. Just playing the fixtures there. Like, whilst Trippier has been amazing 
best player in the game, you could argue, in the last month. He That form isn't sustainable, I don't think. He has been amazing, but the fixtures do turn. The, the fixtures, All the best fixtures for Newcastle now are away from home. So they're not quite the clean sheet bankers. Uh, but obviously with trips, you get an assist, you get bonus points because he's so, so good. So definitely on my mind. At the moment, I feel relatively set. I will do another team selection video out at the end of the week so we can see how much this has changed. If you've enjoyed this video, guys, please do hit the like button. Uh, I know you're all subscribed. If you're not, hit the subscribe button as well. Thank you for your support and I'll see you very soon. Podcast Network.